0: Good evening, uh, brothers and sisters uh, welcome to this uh, online service tonight we've been learning about these two very great commandments, the greatest commandment and these two most important commandments that when we obey them we obey all the laws and the prophets so namely we are to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our mind and strength. And the second is like it. We are to love our neighbor as ourselves. So these are the two commandments we got to know, we got to obey. And uh, last week we learned that our neighbors are not just people we know in church, or in our life. But our neighbors are people that we come across. They could be total strangers who have needs, genuine, desperate needs. And, and, And we will give ourselves to minister to them, to serve them, to help them. We make ourselves a neighbor to them. So Jesus is teaching us to take the initiative, not waiting for people to come, but be a neighbor to those who are in need. And don't expect anything in return because they could be total strangers and, and this may be the last time you see them. And so we we need to uh, see every opportunity to minister to people who are in need. And tonight we want to learn how are we to love our neighbor. Okay, before we go into tonight's topic, let's just look at this verse in Galatians 5, verse 13 and 14. Galatians 5, verse 13 and 14. He says, serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command: love your neighbor as yourself. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command love your neighbor as ourselves. So we do it by humbly serving one another in love. And again and again in the New Testament, the Word of God is telling us when we love our neighbor as ourselves, we fulfill all the, the, the requirements of the Lord. And uh, that's why we need to really pay attention to what Jesus is teaching us concerning these great and most important commandments. So, how are we to love our neighbor as ourselves? Let's look at Matthew 7, verse 9 to 11. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? For you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask Him? So this is in a context of uh, 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 the believer, a child of God. You know, they are so afraid when they ask God, the Father, for the Holy Spirit, they will receive an evil spirit. Totally ridiculous thoughts and fear. And and it's real in many Christians' lives because they, they don't know, they don't understand, and so there is that fear. But Jesus is telling the people, You who are wicked, you who are sinful, you know how to give good gifts to your children. You will not give bad gifts. When your child asks you for something good, you will not give them something that is harmful and, and bad. You know how to give good gifts. So much more, your Father in heaven, he loves to give good gifts to those who, who, uh, who ask of him. So, Jesus said, in view of how the Father loves us, how the Father uh, gives to us when we ask of him. Uh, we are to treat others the same way. In other words, we are to bless our people. We are, we are to give good gifts to them, uh, help them. Th- this is what we are to do. Okay, so the next verse he sums up by saying, So in everything, do to others what you will have them do to you. For this sums up the law. And the prophets in everything do to others what you would have them do to you. This sums up the laws and the prophets. So can you see this is this is saying, love your neighbor as yourself, then you fulfill all the laws. You know, if you do good to others, as you would them do to you, then you fulfill all the laws. And the prophets. So this is how we are to love our neighbor as ourselves. We wish the good things that they are to do to us, we do it unto them. So this is what uh, the world has already acknowledged as the golden rule of relationship. That's how we govern uh, good relationship uh, with people by blessing them, by doing good to them, and in return, they will also uh, do good to us. So this is how we uh, love our neighbors. And in fact, this kind of relationship is not just towards the Father, towards people. You know, if we want the Father to forgive us, then we, we have to forgive people, right? This is how we govern our relationship with God, and how we govern our relationship with people. We forgive them, uh, and, and they forgive us. But also with our environment. Same principle apply. You know, the world talks about climate change, and we are faced with the reality of drought, fire, uh, the weather, extreme weather, uh, resulted in fire, uh, burning the, 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 the jungle, and uh, uh, flood. All kinds of things that we did not experience in the past, but now we experience it. And we realize that's because we've been abusing the planet, Earth. We did not take care, good care, and as a result, it created this problem. So can you see this principle? Applied. You want the, 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 the earth, the climate to be kind to us, then we have to be kind in our ways, how we deal uh, with this planet earth. Okay, so in everything, this is the golden rules of relationship. With God, with man, with our environment. But I want to reinterpret this golden rules. Golden rule of relationship. Why? Because some of us are not so kind to ourselves. We're very hard on ourselves. You know, some of us, we, they, you, you may be, I'm not talking about you, but people outside. They may be a smoker. And then they'll tell their kids, don't smoke, Right? We know how to do good to our children as Jesus said. You who are evil know how to do good to our children. So much more your Heavenly Father. Okay, so, so we want our kids to be good. We don't want them to be smoking. But yet we smoke. We do bad to ourselves. Okay? And uh, on the good side, some of us, we, we sting on ourselves. We, we don't really take good care of ourselves. You know, so that so that we we can give the best to our children, uh, send them to have good education, and we save for them. See? So we know how to take care of our kids and how to give good gifts to our children, but not necessarily to ourselves. Right? So if you don't know how to take care of yourself, how are you going to love your neighbor as yourself? I think your your neighbor will really suffer. So that's why I want to reinterpret these uh, golden rules by saying whatever you wish to do good to your kids because you love them, that's what you are to do to your neighbor. You understand? You know, there are people they allow others to abuse them, be nasty to them, if they take it. But when it comes to their children, they think that their children are being ill treated. Wow, they are right. They want to take uh, revenge, they, 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 they begin to, to act. But when it happens to them, they, they bear it. You see, so, so we know how to take good care of our kids, but not necessarily towards ourselves. So reinterpret as, you know, uh, in everything, do to others what you would do for your children whom you love. For this sums up the laws the prophet, in everything. Do to others what you would do for your children, whom you love. For this sums up the laws and the prophets. And uh, so we can see that this is is not easy for us to love our neighbor as ourselves. And that's why this is the second commandment. The first commandment by saying we have to love God with all our hearts. You know, through there, we receive the love of God. We experience the love of God. And so we know how to love others. Right? So it begins from there. So now it comes the question, how do we want others to treat us? In an environment that we are evil, we are sinful, you know, Environment that we are a fallen, a fallen creature. We mess things up. We are sinful, uh, and we fail. We do not do things right. In this kind of environment, how would we want people to treat us? And that's how we treat others, because others are also in the same predicament as us. They're no different. Everyone of Us are no different. Our story may be different, but it comes to the same thing. So how? How would we want others to treat us in in this kind of environment? We're not talking about people who are self-righteous, people who are proud, who are hardened, who are never wrong, who always defend and argue when you... Uh, talk to them uh, about certain things. These are the people you, you cannot help. In fact, these are the people Jesus encountered, the self-righteous Pharisees and Sadducees. And many times Jesus was very harsh with them, very direct with them. Jesus told them, you, you belong to your father, the father of lies, Satan. You see how direct, how, you know, Stern, Jesus, deal with this kind of self-righteous people. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about people, you know, we acknowledge we're wrong. We acknowledge we have fallen. We acknowledge we, we sin, we mess things up. We acknowledge. How would we want people to deal with us? Amazingly, in this two verses in the scripture, it, it sums up everything that we possibly want people to to treat us when we are, wrong and sinful and fallen. In Luke, Gospel Luke 6, verse 37 to 38. 37 to 38. Do not judge and you will not be judged. Do not condemn and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over will be poured Into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. The measure you use, it will be measured to you. So, it really sums up what uh, we want people to do to us. So the first thing it says, do not judge. We don't want people to judge us when we fail, when we make a mess of things, when we sin. We know we are guilty. We know we are, you know, we have committed sin. In those moments, we want people to come alongside us to understand us. You know, we definitely don't want to do this or or, or create this kind of situation. But what can we do? We've done it. So we want people to come alongside us, understand us, encourage us, lift us up, so that we have hope, so that we have strength to continue to press on, continue to press through this problem and not give up, right? So we don't want people to judge us when we fail, when we're done wrong. And then, the second thing he says: Do not condemn. People will judge us. They ridicule us. They criticize us. You know, but condemn. When people condemn us, they they deal with us out of retribution. That means we have done wrong. We have com- it's just like we are guilty. We committed a crime. We deserve to be punished. We are just like criminals. It's time to take vengeance on them. You know, and, and, and they condemn, condemn us. So we, we don't want to be condemned. When we have done wrong, yes, there are times we need to be punished. That's more for discipline. That's so that we can be restored, so that we can uh, uh, learn the lessons and the consequence of what we do, what we did. So to condemn us is not to give us a chance. It is to write us off as evil, as no good. But we want people... uh, to give us a chance not to condemn us. You know, this woman who was caught in adultery, the people who brought this woman to Jesus, they condemn her. They say, according to our law, she got to be stoned. You see, that's condemnation. That's not giving this woman another chance in, in life. That's to kill her. And so Jesus told them, if you have not sinned, well, you throw, you cast the first stone. And everyone quietly left. And Jesus turned to the woman and said, where are your accusers? Where are those who condemn you? She said, no, they have gone. And Jesus said, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. In other words, Jesus gave her a chance. Jesus didn't condemn her and so that's what that's what how we want people to, to treat us when we are guilty and then to forgive us that's the third thing we want people to forgive us so on our part we know in order to be forgiven we got to repent we got to ask for forgiveness and not showing the arrogance, self-righteous, and as if, you know, so, so hardened, so proud. So Jesus said the Father will give good gifts to those who ask him. So we got to understand that. We want people to forgive us. But there is a part we need to do. We need to ask for forgiveness. We need to humble ourselves. We need to acknowledge that we are we are wrong. And we, in life, we're bound to come across hurts and wounds and all these things. We need to be forgiven for what we have done. And uh, we need to ask for forgiveness. And so this is what, what uh, we hope people will, will do to us. They will forgive us when we have done wrong, when we may acknowledge, so that we can move on, so that we can learn from it and be gracious to us, to show mercy, to show mercy to us. How do we show mercy to people? Jesus has shown mercy to to the woman that we mentioned who was caught in adultery. She doesn't deserve it. Yes, according to the law, She should be stoned. That's what the law says. She doesn't deserve to be free. But Jesus showed mercy to her. And uh, we show mercy uh, to people who don't deserve it. Last week we talked about the Pharisees. They saw Jesus eating and drinking with the tax collector and sinners. And they came to the disciples and said, you know, what's wrong with your master? Why does he do that? And Jesus said in Matthew 9, verse 12, Jesus said, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. For I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. You know, those righteous, those Pharisees who think that they are righteous, they are so hardened. But Jesus said, God desires mercy. We, we are to be merciful to others. So, what did he do to show mercy to these sinners, tax the collector? He acted with them, he built bridges with them so that these people begins to experience the love of God and, 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 and so that they have a way to, to turn back to God rather than being judged and condemned and, and, and uh, cut off Jesus' bridges because these are sinners and they know they are sinful. They just don't know how to get out. Others reject them. So they just spend time together among themselves, drinking, drowning their sorrows, you know, and, then, uh, and their feeling, the pain and the, the, the guilt or whatever that's inside. But Jesus said, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. So Jesus spent time with them. So we we need people who are like a doctor to us to be able to bring healing, to to be able to help us out of our state, to show mercy to us because we know we are sinful. We know we deserve to be condemned. But we thank God because God is a merciful God that comes to, to rescue us. To live us up. You know, we we show mercy. We mentioned Jesus showed mercy by being friend to those sinners and those uh, tax collectors. And we read the story about this Samaritan woman. She came to the well and Jesus said, give me a draw water and, and give me a drink. So to be merciful can be so simple, Right? It's so simple, just, just a word, give me a drink. And this woman was so surprised. Why would a Jew talk to this American woman? Why would a man talk to a woman? Everybody knew she's simple. sinful. And that's why she come at this odd hour to draw water rather than come in the evening. But yet Jesus, by just a simple word and an action, Showing mercy to this woman. This woman's life was changed as a result of that encounter, that conversation. And so we want people to be merciful to us, talk to us, bring healing, make us whole. And not reject us. And we show mercy through our words and action. It's very important. Words and action to bring freedom to people. Look at James 2, verse 12 13. James 2, verse 12 and 13. Speak and act as those who are going to be judged by the Lord that gives freedom. Because judgment without mercy will be shown to anyone who has not been merciful. Mercy triumphs over judgment. So when we deal with problems, deal with people, we come with mercy. Not come with judgment, condemnation, accusations, you know, not, not, not that kind. But we come in mercy, wanting to bring healing, wholeness, restoration, peace. That's how we govern our relationship. Rather than come with self-righteous, arguing, thinking that we're so right and... and no. That's not what we want. That's not what we want people to treat us. Or we treat people. But rather we want people to come with mercy, bringing restoration, giving us freedom. So it's to speak and act. Speak your words and act. Some people, they're so harsh with their words. They're so critical with their words. You know, when they open their mouth, it's toxic. It just destroy. It just just destroy the atmosphere, the surrounding, the people. But we want to come through our speech, through our act, with the law of freedom. You know, Zacchaeus, that tax collector. Everybody hate him. He has been doing so bad. Uh, Things to others, collecting taxes beyond what they're supposed to pay, robbing them, bullying them, abusing his position. Everybody just just doesn't like him. But when Jesus came along, Jesus called to Jacquis, come down. I'm going to your house for dinner. Through his words, to his action, he's showing the mercy of God, the grace of God, the acceptance, the love of God. And as a result, through his words and through his action, he set this man free. And he returned the money that he has taken from people with interest. And that's what, that's what we want people to treat us. In their words, in their action, with mercy and grace and love. Wanting good to happen to us. Restoration, healing, wholeness. Not come to condemn us. Not come to belittle us. And finally, we want people to be generous to us. You know, the last verse that we read just now. Give and it will be given to you. We want people to be generous, to give to us. Give praise, give acceptance, give thanks to us for what we have done. Give, and maybe even to buy a gift to give to us. To show their appreciation, their love. See, all this, we want people to be generous to us, give to us. That's what we need to do to people. This is what we want. Remember? Do to others as you would others do to you. You know how we love to praise our kids and tell them, oh, you're wonderful, you've done well, good, well done. And we, we we need people to appreciate us, to give to us. And, and, and this is how we, we are to govern our relationship. This is the golden rule of relationship, the word knowledge. You want to build good relationship with people, that's what you do. Do to others as you would others do to you. And as I say, I re, revise it by saying, do to others as you would do to your children, those you love. Because we'll do anything for our kids. But we may not do good to ourselves. But but we are to do good to others. So that they will be blessed. So that they'll be set free. So that they'll be made whole. So that they'll be filled with hope to move into the future. So this is how we are to govern our relationship with everything in our relationship with God, do to God as you would God to do to us. That's why we love Him with all our hearts. And God will love us unreservedly. Our relationship with people, this is the greatest and the most important commandment so that we can be fulfilled in life, so that we can live a a blessed, joyful life because we obey this commandment. And this is all that God asks of us. Nothing else. All that God asks of us. Love God with all our hearts. Love people. Do to them as we would others do to us. This is the golden rule of relationship. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for the simplicity of your word. And we know that when we obey the great and most important commandments, loving you, loving others as ourselves, we will fulfill all the laws. And help us to love others. Do to others as we would others do to us. Help us to be gracious, to be merciful, to be kind, to not to judge, not to condemn but through our words, through our action, bring healing, bring wholeness, affirmation, acceptance, love into the life of people in this broken world. Even as we receive and desire to receive this kind of ministry in our life, Father, we pray that you help us to to do it to others so that we can live in a in a in a happy world, in a in a meaningful world, in a world that receives healing, through in the midst of brokenness, we thank you, we bless you, in Jesus' name, Amen, Amen. God bless you. We'll see you again next week.